Hey, if you're just joining us for the first time, Jen and I are talking about sex tonight. So if that is a conversation you don't want to have with your children or your boss at work yet, make sure to maybe save this one for later. It's rated R. What pirate said. R. Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We're a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. First up, I want to say hello to all of our new listeners who came to us from the Secret Life of Weddings podcast. Um, Jen and I just had an episode go live over there. We are so thankful that we got to be on Lisa and Rebecca's show. It's one of our favorite shows. Yeah, we really enjoy listening to them. So if you are a listener of our podcast and do not listen to Lisa and Rebecca's, you should pop over there. You're going to absolutely love it. It's just a a great entertainment, whether you're planning a wedding or not. It's called Secret Life of Weddings. So, Jen, it was referenced on Secret Life of Weddings. It was brought up in Wedding Photo Hangover, another podcast that you guested on when my co-host Dustin couldn't be there. Um, The talk, everyone, the, the thing on the tip of everyone's tongue right now is Steve Anox was real good at sex. Oh, my gosh. So, I tricked you down here because... Oh gosh, we need to we need to we need to get rid of that. We can't have people thinking dishonest things, which is why I jokingly told you this episode would be all about elopements, but what we really need to talk about for people like Jen and I. I don't know that I don't know that we've ever shared this before. Jen and I did not engage in sex until our but wedding night. You have night. to approach it like so sanitary. I'm sorry, let me try that again. Jen and I did not perform the act of cunnilingus until... Oh my gosh, just stop talking. Okay, so Stephen and I met in college, as a lot of you have heard, just from our conversations about marriage and um, dating. We dated for a total of 16 months before we tied the knot. 16 glorious months, only to Longest be upstaged. months of my life. By the 120 glorious months of our marriage, plus whatever it's been Is that what you were since doing? August. Were you plugging in, like in the calculator? No, how many it's months? 12 times 10. <laughs> and now we're in April. I don't know where we're at. We're in April. Oh. 128 no one cares. months? And no one cares. Okay. Hundred and no one cares. When Jen and I got married, though, we had never had sex. Yeah. And a lot of our listeners who are getting married also might be in that same boat. A few. There's a few. probably a lot that have already had sex, Steve. What? People do that? Like not to oh make gosh. babies? cannot believe we're talking. <laughs> you cannot believe you tricked me. First of all, I can't believe you started this episode saying you're really good at sex. I'm not. That's that's I <laughs> I'm I, this is the full honest episode. 
coming right out. You know, the f- what four podcasts that we've done, this is the fourth mm-hmm. podcast that we've done together where all you want to do is talk about sex. That's an everyday thing when I'm with you, babe. <laughs> it's because you sexy. Oh, thank you. You're so sexy. <laughs> right back at you. Love buddy. Thanks. Okay, so we're going to get into this. Yeah, we are. Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. I am I am comfortable talking about this. All right. So both of us made the decision for some I mean, for me it was religious re- religious reasons and then it wasn't and then it was again. But mm. I made the decision from a very early age that I wanted to wait to until I was married. Um, because I came from a school that taught abstinence and not that that worked. They just scared the hell out of me, which ended up, so it did work, <laughs> but it did not like, but that's not healthy. That is definitely not healthy. I just didn't, I wanted to get out of Parker city. And you the were afraid if you me, had sex, you'd get an STD no, or I was a afraid baby. I, would, I would, I was like, I will definitely get pregnant. I will have sex once and I will get pregnant. And I did not want to have a baby. And so I scared myself so bad about being stuck in Parker City for the rest of my life that I decided I am going to wait until I'm at least married to someone. Well, you know me, I was a very impressionable young boy and very religious. And I also had uh, that thing where you wake up in the middle of the night and oh, you God. can't move and there's oh, like oh, weird stuff. In, <laughs> I had that thing where you wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> and it's like, not talk about this. My underwear is wet. Stop. Okay. So Steve has no, sleep paralysis. It was, it was a full load. The bed sheets okay, were wet on, too. Stop. It was all soaked. Stop. Because we've just lost all of our listeners. Now, listen, talk about sleep paralysis. I don't. I think there's a lot of people don't under, like know about it. There's probably people that are listening right now that have it and they don't even realize they have it. So when I was a kid, I suffered. I mean, I still suffer from it um, to ex- an extent now. But now I'm not paralyzed by fear when I wake up because I know what it is. Now I'm just paralyzed by not being able to move. Because that's what sleep paralysis is. So you wake up and your body still thinks you're asleep, but your mind is starting to wake up. But your mind is also still kind of dreaming and asleep. So the things you might see in your dreams, like the silhouette of a man staring at you while you're sleeping, normal things everybody experiences. Um, He's probably looking at you really disapprovingly and saying, like, you'll never make anything of yourself, Stephen. (laughs) You thought you were a good boy, but you're not. Yeah, so you wake up and you see creepy stuff like that. So it it's actually has happened a bunch of times since Jen and I were married. One time I woke up in the middle of the night and there was like a green witch's face hovering over the bed. And, uh, and I totally did not make fun of him about it. And she's made fun of me constantly ever since it happened. It happened in our second year of marriage and well, because, she brings it up all the time. All right, so he doesn't dream normal things. He just dreams like what kids are afraid of. Like he'll have a dream of maybe like a snake coming out of the wall. I don't know. That's kind of creepy. A dragon coming out of our bathroom or a witch floating around or something that like kids typically dream. And so mm. I always thought it was funny. Yeah, it's terrifying to me. It's terrifying. It. No, I think the creepiest one I had was maybe three or four years ago. Is when we lived down here in Noblesville already, but we hadn't moved into the house we live in now. 
and I was super tired. I'd been working all night on a video project and I went to take a nap. And while I was taking that nap, I woke up and had a sleep paralysis episode, but this time I didn't see anything. So sleep paralysis isn't just seeing things. Sometimes you hear things too. And, um, I heard what sounded like a bunch of a bunch of lost souls, I think. Maybe shadow people. I don't know. Some sort of like <laughs> ethereal spirit from the other side. A bunch of them, actually. And they're all like whispering, Steven, come to us. And it was like coming from the direction of the closet in that bedroom. And that was maybe the creepiest thing I've ever experienced. Because usually when the sleep paralysis hits, it's nighttime. And so I have in my mind this thing that like, okay, yeah, but I am asleep and this is a dream. Like I eventually get there, you know, but this time it was broad daylight and I was just like, oh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so Steve has voices in his head. Um, There's one time when Jen and I lived in Muncie where I woke up in the middle of the night and wait. I didn't realize Jen was in the kitchen and I thought somebody had was trying to burgle our house. And I thought Jen was in bed next to me because... You tried to kill me. The sleep paralysis is real weird. Like, it's... So I felt like Jen was right next to me in the bed. I felt like I could feel her and, like, she was there. And then I ran out of the room screaming, thinking I was about to, you know, defend my wife and small child from somebody who had broken into our house only to find my wife right on the other side of the door. Which is also really creepy because one of my worst nightmares was when my, I saw my mom walk out with laundry and then I went into her bedroom and she crawled out of the closet and tried to kill me. That was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I, like, so I like, was that was real that. life. <laughs> no, that mine was real life. Yeah. Yours was a dream. No, that was like saying yours is real life. Oh, and about the closet mm-hmm. thing. So sorry. It was just a prank. I forgot to tell you about it, but <laughs> it was not a prank. It was creepy as H E L L's. H E double L's. Let's do it the UK way. Uh, so how do we get off on a You were talking about being tangent. religious and then you were like mm-hmm. sleep paralysis and religion. <laughs> so I had I had a lot of very, very real fears in my life. And by very real, I mean not real at all. They were they were my uh, nightmares, my waking nightmares where I couldn't move. And they scared me very, very much. And much like sex for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like that that <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like that played a big role into like I would wake up at night when I was a small child and if I was like turned on I might be having a sleep paralysis thing though. And so like there was a lot of like fear and shame that I brought with me into our sex life. Because of the way that you were brought up in the church and how yeah. that was bad. Yeah. Not to say that no, There's waiting, nothing wrong with church and there's nothing yeah. wrong with waiting. It's just for me with like a lot of the weird stuff I was experiencing growing up that wasn't like weird because of my upbringing or anything. It was just like my, my crazy weird dreams and nightmares and the way my mind connected those to my religion, which it's not connected to my religion. It's just science. So yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it sucks. is a medical condition. I yeah. have looked into it to make sure he was just, you know, not oh, crazy. If I tell other Christians <laughs> about my oh, sleep paralysis, it's just like you a have a demon attached to you. And yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like, no, guys, it's not that. Trust me. Well, the thing is, like, I've actually experienced it and I had a lot more sympathy for him because for me, it was like, yeah, it kind of sucks, but it's kind of silly, too, because you're dreaming. You're like worried about a witch in the ceiling. You would think like, OK, for sure, this is not real. <laughs> but I but had a, a dream situation. State, so your mind can't differentiate between. Exactly. Real and not real. So I realized that at the moment. When we had Nora and I was only sleeping someday, like an hour. And there was one point in time where she was not doing well. She was not feeding well. And she was waking up almost every 15 minutes. And there was three or four days where I didn't get any sleep, where I started hallucinating. And I had this hallucination of like the wall, like kind of warping, almost like what it looked like a wormhole in in movies. And it just kind of pops out. And it just looked like not necessarily a hand coming out of the wall, but it looked like something was pushing out of the wall. And I was like, nope, I need to get some more sleep. Like, this is just crazy. But this happened when I was like your way back into the TARDIS. Yes. And then um, I met David Tennant and then we fell in love. And whoa, whoa. So now that we're done with our weird, crazy tangents about why we were scared of sex. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. I I personally made the decision to not have sex, not because I didn't want to or because of religious reasons, because there's a lot of things that I chose to do while like that was considered wrong in my religion. And I still ended up doing it. And it was very hard. It was very hard to make that choice, but I really was like, nope, I will get pregnant as soon as I have sex. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to ruin my future. And I felt like that was the only way to do it because I just didn't trust anything besides not having sex. And I also personally made the decision not to have sex for both religious reasons and personal reasons and also for reasons of Every woman or girl I was ever in a relationship reinforced I would never be having sex to me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and I have uh, kids. <laughs> yeah, but just two. From I told you every single time I had sex, so I'd get pregnant. So <laughs> no, it's it's a weird thing, and then it turned into a religious thing for a while, um, and then also when we met. Both of us were heavily involved with religious group in our college. And so that was another thing. Another thing, like, I don't know if we would have waited if we didn't weren't surrounded by a bunch of other people who are waiting until marriage as well. The temptations of the flesh, you know, might have, <laughs> might have dragged me down. If Jen hadn't also reinforced, I wouldn't be having sex. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about, like, I think that a lot of people either think it's silly, which I understand that, um, or they think that it is special and and sweet that, you know, you get to share that with just your husband or just your wife. So I think we should talk a little bit about what have been like the downfalls and the like of waiting and also like the benefits of us waiting until marriage. The downfalls of waiting is uh, I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> But we learned together. That was a benefit. Yes. Yeah. Neither one of us ever felt like we knew more than the other person. Neither one of us ever felt inadequate. I especially have never felt inadequate. <laughs> Zero expectations. It would have been better if my voice or... cracked when I said I never felt inadequate. <laughs> I never felt inadequate. Quit. 
<laughs> no, that didn't no. sound good. That wasn't no. even a voice crack. That was just weirdness. <laughs> that was like when you try to talk when you breathe in. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I did. <laughs> but at the same time, there's also these high expectations when you wait because you expect it to be this like magical moment. And you mean you weren't just getting some in and out animal style the first time? Oh my gosh. You imagine it to be like you've waited so long for this. So it should be like there's a reason why you waited. It must be like super awesome. And I think it sets the expectations a little too high. Steven, let me ask you a question. Ask away, sweetie pie. If we could do it all over again, not knowing that we we're going to end up together and not like knowing that we were going to get married, but we kind of had an idea of what it would be like if we waited until marriage. And if we did it, would you have waited? I would. I am the sort of person who forms a very strong attachment to other people. And I am not the greatest person to break up with, I would say. I, I don't handle that very well. I, From the second I started dating my fifth grade girlfriend, I had already decided we were going to get married someday. So you can imagine how devastated I was when she broke up with me. Over the summer between fifth and sixth grade. I tried to break up with Steve so many times. And then I just felt like I was trapped. We just got, we got to get married. I'm just getting married. I think, I think aside from the, there's a physical, there's a very, there's a very physical animal component to sex, but there's also. Oh my gosh, you have to say it like that. That is so uncomfortable. <laughs> this is already uncomfortable. And then you have to talk like that. That is so uncomfortable. Okay, sorry. Um, there is a technical component to cunnilingus and oh my gosh <laughs> you find a like happy medium i don't even think i'm using the right word but it is a very funny word yeah and it's it's not you're not doing that's not even the right word that's like going down on someone yeah, right it is. yeah that's High a five. Good, that's a fun one too yeah huh fellatio cunnilingus those are good ones okay come on let's let's move on yeah no so there's also a very emotional aspect to having sex, and I don't think if I had had sex before meeting you, like, I think I would have been very emotional, more emotional than I was already with, like, past girlfriends and stuff, and I just, I don't mentally think I was in a good headspace ever, so I don't think that would have been good for me. I'm just, uh, I'm a fragile baby, so. <laughs> just gonna let that one go? Yeah. I wouldn't have waited. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. Again, we got married really young. So for me to believe that I'm going to get pregnant no matter what, at like the age of 30, I can understand. But like we got engaged when we were still in college. And I was so focused on making sure we had a future that I just wasn't really considering that. But the reason why I say this is because... It took a while for me to get out of the headspace of I wait, I made this into like a negative thing that if I do this, it just really hurt our relationship, like our first year. Our sexual relationship. Yes. Our well, emotional relationship. But also like hurt our relationship because it felt like it felt wrong because I put it in my head so for so long that it was wrong and that we shouldn't be doing that. Then like when it happened, it was just really not like... It didn't, first of all, didn't meet expectations. There was... What? It met expectations for... It exceeded expectations for <laughs> me. I mean, there's... 
there's things that I don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about in front of an, like a larger audience for the purpose of this episode. Sex isn't always enjoyable for women. Sometimes it's painful long-term. So, I mean, there was that. And I think that if, I think things would have been a little different within our relationship if that was not the case. But I've talked to a lot of women who have waited because I was surrounded by a lot of women who waited to have sex before marriage. And a lot of, it's just like, because it was in, that was our part of our community. And they seem to come up with the same, the same feelings about sex and how the expectations were built up so much that ended up hurting their relationship and not helping. I mean, you've told me before that we have friends who have been married almost as long as us more than one, like numerous, who have said that sex still is not pleasurable to them. And it's still like weird and awkward and painful sometimes. So yeah. I mean, I like, I, I don't want to be down on sex because sex is great. <laughs> it's very good. I think it's a very big part of a relationship. And of course, I coming from like, a side of this is what I chose to do and this is what I would do differently. I can definitely respect either way. Like if you do decide to wait, like I think knowing what it could be after, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Everyone just talked about it being fantastic. No one ever talked about like the downfalls of waiting and having these high expectations. Mm -hmm. Others, really think that sex is a very huge part of their relationship. And if they do not mesh well in the bedroom, then it's not a good relationship and they need to move on to different people. And I completely understand that as well. We just got lucky. We just got lucky that we're both just so good at sex. So good. (laughs) I have a very big penis. You have a very big vagina. It all fits. Why did you say that right as I was drinking? No, I do I was not. Trying to get you to do a spit take. Oh my gosh! I want that dirty black not. Russian spat all over me. Oh my gosh! That's how I get off. Now. Wow! Wow! Wait, that's cutting. You're cutting that out. This is. We're gonna have We've to send this to years. someone who's like super conserved about sex. Listen to it to make sure that hey, future Stephen, that's editing this. I need you to listen to me. We're going to lose a ton of listeners. Yo, what's up? It's me, Future Steve. But one I thing just that jumped we... out of a phone booth box. I was hanging out with my friends, oh my Bill gosh. and Ted. Excellent. One thing that we did talk about, though, when we started this podcast, is that we wanted to do something different, and we want to talk about the difficult, the difficult, difficult topics and conversations, whether it be about marriage or weddings, and so. <laughs> We're going to bring our personal lives in there some some days uh, just because we can relate. So let's get real. Marriage night. We did have sex for the very first time. It was not great for you. Hmm? I did not know this because you did not let me know this. You were just like, keep doing it, baby. You're no, doing so good. I, did not. I love I you. I was so quiet. And no. Your eyes were saying, keep doing it, nope. baby. Your eyes were oh saying, my gosh. Will you you're so good at nope, this. Nope, 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 Stop. I'm just saying what, what was going on in my head. I'm not actually saying what you were saying. You know, there's going to be, if the people who know us will not, never be able to look us in the eyes after listening to this episode. Okay, they don't look us in the eyes now, Jen. They look down at us. 
So the very first time we ever had sex, it was awesome for me. It was not awesome for Jen. I wish if we could go back and do things over again, I wish we would have communicated more while it was going on. One thing they don't teach you about when you watch movies and, you know, you're in the Hollywood glitz and glam. And uh, actually, you know what? Bridesmaids did a pretty good job with Chris and Wig, where it was just like the most awkward sex scene in the world. If you haven't seen Bridesmaids, you should go watch that movie. Um, <laughs> hi, this is Jen and Steve for Bridesmaids. It's a very old movie, but it's good. No, but watching like movies growing up, like sex scenes were always just like the guitar music starts playing and all of a sudden like people are just having the greatest time of their life and then it's over like within a minute. And then they're like both out of breath and they're like laying beside each other like, oh, that was so good. And the other guy is like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. In Hollywood movies, there's never like, well, we got to get a towel and clean all this up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> or, oh, that that's the wrong hole. That's the wrong hole. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is nobody prepared me for this idea that, hey, the first time you have sex, you're going to have to check in a lot. You're going to have to say like, hey, is this okay? Hey, are you comfortable? And it it didn't even occur to me. I was just like... I'm having a great time. I'm a selfish bastard. I'm so, so loving this. And so I didn't. But he isn't a selfish bastard anymore, if you know what I mean. <laughs> She's talking about me doing cunnilingus. My gosh, we're losing all of our listeners. <laughs> so it's very important the first time you ever have sex to check in with the other person. Because it might feel great when you first get started. And five seconds later, it might not feel great. Or it might not feel great, and they might say, I want you to keep going, though. And then a few seconds later, they might say, actually, I don't want this to keep going. We need to stop. Yes. I know this is making you uncomfortable. I feel like no, this is I'm a good not, conversation not, like, to have. I'm not uncomfortable, but I am uncomfortable because I think that like people don't talk about this. And I'm okay with talking about it. I'm also thinking about like walking into a networking event and someone saying they listen to this this episode and my face is going to go be red and I don't get embarrassed very easily. So if you are doing that and it hurts, a good thing to do is to switch to the anus. Okay, Stephen, no, 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 no. But I, I think he does have a good point. Like talk, figure out what everyone's comfortable with. I'm going to say the majority of the people who are listening, we are very like very small minority but i think the majority of our already on this but i also think we like it's talk talking about sex even if you're p way past this stage there always needs to be some sort of communication we're not making this episode really for our current listeners we're making it for uh we're making it for the health education teachers to play to their, <laughs> their, their students in sex education class. I remember in my sex education class, though, they like let you do questions at the end of it. And when it's sex education, it's not actually sex education. It's just more like don't do sex. Um, but someone asked, did you guys both wait, uh, wait to have sex until marriage? And both of them said no. So, you know, everyone's like, well, bullshit. <laughs> Like, we're definitely not going to wait until we're married. But, I mean, to each their own, do what you feel like is best for you. But let's go back to having conversations about sex. 
within your engagement period and within your, um, your marriage, because it's still important to talk about that because as you grow as people, your preferences might change and you might also get more comfortable with each other and be willing to, to move on to different things. And if you're not having conversations, then there's a possibility your sex life could kind of get a little stale. Are you trying to tell me something? I'm, Do I need to freshen um, up my act? Yeah, I'm a little little. I wear um, the nipple tassels for you. You know, I like that, but do you, I mean, do you think we can, like, try some new stuff? <laughs> I was joking. What, what do you think? What do you, what do you think we should, anything else? I think it's important to talk about sex in a non-sexual situation as well. So a lot of times the only time sex would get brought up when Jenna and I first got married was when we were both thinking maybe we should be having sex right now. And that is not really a great time to maybe talk about like, hey, sex hurts me real bad. Yeah, it's really going to kill the mood. (laughs) (laughs) It's not because it kills the mood. It's because... uh, so, like, when, when we first got married, every time we talked about sex, you would say, I hurt you real bad. And then you're like, do you want to have sex? No, I never said that. I was always like, <laughs> we don't need to have sex. Like, we don't ever need to have sex. This this is not a thing we have to do. And, like, if sex hurts and you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. And your partner, if they love you, will be okay with that. Your partner, if they're okay with that and they're okay with not having sex with you as well as being okay with you not wanting to have sex, that's okay. There's, yeah. yes, there's yes, a lot more that okay. goes into that's it. That's okay, but there's also so many things that I don't think that just saying, okay, I'm not going to have sex for the rest of my life and my partner's just got to be okay with that. Like, don't think that's necessarily something healthy i think that's usually when sex is painful there's some sort of medical thing going on Mm -hmm. you have to if you can figure that out it might just change your whole world if you're willing to say hey right now this is not a possibility but let me like let's try to figure this out whether that means to go to like a sex therapist or go to a doctor um, but figuring out what's going on, um, because I don't know if you told me that we were never going to have sex again. Now, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, if there was ways, if you're just like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, that would be, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't feel like you're actually trying. So I'd want us to move forward to, like, having communicate, like, having talks about it, but also potentially looking at doctors and therapists and other ways to make sure that part of our relationship is still healthy mm-hmm. because it is, it's like, it, it is part of health. It is like, you've got your mental health, your physical health and your sexual health. And it's important to make sure that all of those are being met within your relationship. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like in a mood and you just really need to pound one out with your uh, sweetheart. That's sexual health, right? That's sexual health and mental and Depending on the pounding physical. Oh, oh, no, no, Jen, that's abuse now. You took it too far. No, I was thinking like 
Oh, that good pound. Yeah. Yeah, that good pound. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so we've been making each other and probably all of our listeners uncomfortable for a very long time now. Um, Jen, These if there's are... anything you want to, anything else you want to say about sex before nope, we we're wrap done. this we're one good. up. We're good. <laughs> there's one other thing I could say about sex. It's that wrapping it up sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Be be safe. Whether you're married or not married, be be safe when you have sex because everybody has their own personal limits and there are things that exist in the world like sexually transmitted disease, pregnancy, but you know, you should you should still have fun regardless of the consequences. And we have two consequences asleep upstairs above us right now. I'm joking. There are children and we love them very much. You're not going to say anything. You're going to let that hang. Yep. <laughs> all right i feel like we need to write it we need to record a disclaimer before so thank you for listening to jen and i's personal opinions about sex which are mostly very wrong probably yeah and also our personal opinions <laughs> so this this is not sexual education this is not your sex ed class this is just two people who had uh, some experiences, some good, some very, very good experiences. Lots of good. Will you stop talking in that voice, please? Good. We've had mostly good experiences. Is that a better voice, Jen? Hello, hello. I think Jen just died. Everyone of embarrassment. <laughs> so we've had a lot of good experiences, but we've also had some negative experiences. Number one negative experience. Go. Well, that's going to end it for today's episode. <laughs> Stephen, where, they, where can they find us? If you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners we're growing on Facebook, you can join the Wedded Facebook group. Don't forget to add your love buddy to the group. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. If you do uh, have a topic you want us to talk about and, and get that good, good Van Elk response, <laughs> feel free to send that in. Um, you can actually, you can just slide into our DMs or uh, jump onto our, our website and send in a topic. And, and we'll give you a shout out if you want, or you can remain anonymous. We unfortunately yep. cannot remain anonymous, and we just shared a lot <laughs> of information about our sex life. So sorry, friends and family. So sorry. You're never going to be able to look at us in the same lights. But it's for the greater good, right? I mean, as soon as anybody has a baby, you're like, oh, wow. You have they sex. They have had sex, and you will never look at them the same again. <laughs> Bye. I love you, babe. <laughs> Bye, babe. I love you very much. <laughs> Good night, babe. Bye. We gotta go put all of our furniture back in our house because we had our carpets cleaned today, babe. Yeah, it was like more work than just like covering our stains with rugs. Yeah. Next time we're just covering the stains. <laughs> Actually, next time we're just ripping the carpet out and putting yep. in laminate yep. Yep. or yep. hardwood That's our or next something. Step. We just got our carpets clean, spent hundreds of dollars to get it clean, and now we're ripping it out and putting hardwood in. That's not for like five or ten years. 
Oh my gosh, oh the look on your face. <laughs> my gosh. Don't ever say that again. I don't know if I could handle that. I nope, 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 nope. Good Next first year. step, the office here. Nope, this can wait. This last, is where we record last. audio. We need the carpet yes. here. We're gonna carpet the ceiling too, right? Carpet yeah. carpet the ceiling. Carpet the ceiling, carpet the walls, carpet everything <laughs> in this room. <laughs> Well, Gosh, let's we moved, actually, let's end it. We moved our couch today to clean the carpets and there's just food plastered all over the back of one of the couches. It was walls. not plastered on the, there was like two little tiny crumbs and Steve goes, is it alive? There was a pea that looked like a caterpillar or a brain. We're not disgusting. It just, something happened. We just had people over at our house, 24 people over at our house for a family get together. Someone probably dropped some food. My it big happens. fear when I saw it was giant boogers. Giant boogers. And it was. No, it was not. <laughs> it was a giant plant booger called peas. <laughs> That's how I feel about peas. They're Pe- disgusting. Peas are just plant boogers. Okay, we really need to stop this. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, lover. Bye, love buddies. What I was talking about, a disclaimer at the very beginning of this episode, is that this might not be appropriate for children. Okay. Hey, if you're just tuning into Wedded for the very first time ever, this is the sex episode. It's all about sex. It's going to be so much fun. Get your margaritas, get your girlfriends, get your boyfriends. We talking about sex tonight. Is that good? Is that a good disclaimer? Uh, Tell your kids to go to bed and then put this episode on. It's about sex. Okay. Do you want to give a? Do you want to give the disclaimer a try? Sex, sex, sex. No. Okay. What? What was? Okay. I thought yours was really good. So I'm. I'm. No. I can't top that. Okay. Cool. Got it. Got in one. That's what she said.